Welcome to the Thomas Anonymous Show with your host, Tommy Natoli. That's me. This is the best LGBTQ plus podcast featuring members and allies of the community. They share their experiences growing up, coming out, and all the fun in between. It's hilarious, poignant, and salacious. So you better buckle up, because it's going to be a truthful, sparkly ride. Hi, thank you. Yes, welcome to the show. Me. Okay, today's show, we just have to get right into it. We must. There is no time to dilly-dally, darling, because I have such a wonderful guest, a wonderful person, a fantastic gay, the awesome Mr. Malone is here. He's the host of It's a Gay, 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 Gay podcast, available on Patreon. That's for gays. Everybody knows that. And he's also one of the hosts on Straight Talk with Ross Matthews, the number one podcast in the world, and everybody knows that. He's also a really talented psychic medium. He does automatic pen readings, and he's going to do a better job of explaining that to you than me. Yay! Mr. Malone is a man of many, many talents, and I was so grateful that he was so kind enough to join me on Stereo app. By the way, make sure to follow me on Stereo at Thomas Anonymous. All right, here we go with Thomas Anonymous and his new best friend, Mr. Malone. Well, I love it. How are, you, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty wonderful, actually. I love that you wanted to do this time because this is really my time of day to thrive. Um, so when you said like 11 a.m., I was like, yes, that's like my, I love mornings. This is when I'm up and ready to go. Um, that other live time is honestly, I, I, I have a lot of like people I do comedy with on here. So it's just like, you know, they're used to nighttime. And so I have it. But yeah, this is thrilling to me. I'm so excited. Okay, girl. Listen, <laughs> did you give me the eight o'clock time? Was there a time that you said 8 p.m. or something? Was that the first time you asked yeah. me to do? Okay. Yeah. I'm 58 <laughs> years old. I'm almost 60, 60, 60 years old. Do you know that I, know. I go to, I'm in bed by five. Like, I'm in the covers in bed with my dog, done. <laughs> Thomas Anonymous. Uh, at 8 o'clock, oh. my, brain, my brain is shut down. My mom used to say, like, I would call her after. If I called my mother when she was alive, God rest her soul. If I called her after 6, she would say, why are you calling me? My brain's not fresh. <laughs> so that's, you know, it's, that's, when I the second I sent hit send on that message, I was like, it's like my witchly powers knew. I was like, that's not going to work for him. <laughs> like, I just knew it. <laughs> just totally call me old. Just call me no. old. In the morning, baby. Well, you know, I believe that fifth, like fifth, the fifties are now the new forties, or even I'd push it to say like late thirties. Oh, that's great news for me. So if I'm 37, that just means I'm like starting out. I'm like 20. That's right. That's exactly oh, right. Yes. I love mm -hmm. that. Do you watch oh, 90 Day Fiance? Do you watch 90 Day Fiance? I need Fiance? to watch that. No, I'm going. It's my next show. I'm going to start. I, I just watched The Inmates um, Love After Lockup. Okay. I, <laughs> that's funny. I won't drag on because <laughs> I know, I know Pete, your listeners may not be listening or uh, watching 90 day fiance but i just started watching it 90 day fiance the other way which is about people falling in love and these people going to like third world countries to marry their loved one but there is a oh, gay God. couple on there and the gay that one of the guys is my age and he is marrying a 20 like i think he's 28 so i i and there's a lot of comments online about how young this guy looked like they're like wow he sure looks good i want to know what his secret is and i'm like Girl, 58 is like the new 48. Like, there ain't no secret. It's just how it is. 
Like yeah. it's that 58 <laughs> is not old. 58 is not old. That's my point. It's just not. It's really not. Old. No. No, my best friend that I talk to every day is 57 years old. Michelle with one L. She's fabulous. And it's just, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think of her as someone who's going to be 60 soon. It's just not. Yeah, I totally agree. We're, we're a decade and a half behind where we yeah. are. And I, I personally can't wait to get to 60 so I can say I'm 60. Can you believe it? That's what I'm going to say. Oh, my God, I'm 60. I tell people I'm 70 now just so they go, I- oh, wow, <laughs> you look really good. I was just going to say that. I was like, just tell them you're 70. They'll, you'll get an even better compliment. <laughs> Great minds. Mm-hmm. All right. We got one message and then we're going to... Hello, Mr. Malone. Hello, Thomas Anonymous. Yes. It's Brad out here checking y'all out. I want to welcome you, Mr. Malone, to Stereo. And yes, sir, it's going to be a good time. Okay. That was really yes. unusual and enjoyable. Like, who is that? Okay, so that is the fabulous Brad Creative. He, is, like me, is a content creator on Stereo. So back Love when it. this app started, they gave us no, like, here's what you're going to you're gonna do your podcast. There was no, like, way to do my podcast on here. I literally had to come on and chat roulette with people. Like, it would just be stranger after stranger, and you'd try to make some kind of content. <laughs> it was such a mess. It was horrible. <laughs> But the only good thing about that is that you would sometimes get paired up with other creators and Brad was one of them and we just kind of hit it off. And so we've, we've had tons of talks since then and we, we swoop in and we support each other for our shows. But yeah, he's Brad oh, Creative. He's Brad Creative on Instagram. That. He's Thank so you, Brad fun, Creative. Mr. Malone. Well, he sounded fun and I, I really appreciated him leaving a message. I love this. Thomas Anonymous, this is absolutely biblical. Ah, yes. And thank you so much for joining me on the Stereo app. I'm so thrilled to have you. Oh, my God. Doing, have... Hey, come and do me on the Stereo app. Do me on the Stereo app. <laughs> that should be the title of somebody's show. Do me on the Stereo app. And you can tell them to, like, tap you because the listener side, they have this little clap button. They can, like, clap, 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 clap. You know, so if you ever see uh... thumbs up and things flying on the screen, that's because they're tapping and they're supporting you. Ah, uh, tap me. <laughs> well how many how do we know how many people we have here oh this is riveting podcasting go on i'm interrupting too much I, go on Thomas. you can <laughs> on the up all right so just a little side note up on the upper left where it says live there's a little headset and it'll say two three there's three people right now and then you oh can actually God. click that and it'll it'll open up a window to show you all the people who have come in and out it'll show you who's left messages it'll show you who's clapped well i love there's that a- we have one follower we have one person here <laughs> There is one hardcore listener, and they are loving the Thomas Anonymous show at 11.20 in the morning. Thank you very much, Isn't that beautiful? I'm so grateful for whoever you are. But if I would have known we could do this, I would have put it out on my social media. I didn't know what this was about. So um, Don't worry about it. I don't need to promote stereo. I'd rather rather us promote uh, the uh, the episode when it comes out on Spotify, Apple, all that, because then people will go, go listen to that. Understood. (laughs) <laughs> how do i know mr malone i so my icebreaker i always start with people because people are like how do you know each other and mm-hmm. frankly we don't really know each other in real life but i know you from your amazing talent in business as an automatic pen writer and i think you would do a great job of explaining what that is what is that okay do, can you hear me yep okay i'm gonna explain to you what it is i now have like my shtick down or i'm gonna i'm gonna test it out on the show today like my go-to when people ask me this question, because before I would just mumble through what it was, right? 
Right. Yeah. And well, and when I'm telling other people like in my real life, I just say when I talk to my psychic, you know, and I know that's not like really yeah. like what it yeah. is, but yeah, I'll let you say what it is. Okay. Well, it is basically a psychic, but I just want to go back to, you know, Tom, Thomas Anonymous. I feel like we don't, we may not know each other. We don't spend a lot of time together in each other's lives, but I do feel a kinship with you. I feel like I know you. Um, if I, if I sound distracted, I'm checking on my dog, Steve. He gets anxious sometimes. Anyway. Um, oh, that's fine. Uh, of course. Yeah. So let me explain to you what uh, I think we met. Didn't you come into the Crystal Shrine in Burbank to get a reading? I absolutely did. Yeah. It was like your second week of like doing it, like of like putting it out there and having people come in. And yeah, I came in and I think I did a 30 minute. And then this past like fall, we did like an hour over face. That's right. Yeah, Tommy, I just love you so much. Okay, so let me explain what it is. I'm an automatic pen writer, and it is a psychic ability that I use to connect to spirit through, like, doodles and writings and drawings and, and talking. So what I do is I bring forth messages <clears throat> to you about your life, the world, loved ones, um, who, who, you know, who have moved on. Um, your, it also brings up your abilities and gifts and talents and how, how, to, how to live the life. I kind of go through how to live the life you were meant to live in my readings, right? And yeah, yeah. It's, me it's mediumship, but I like to call it spiritual therapy because it covers more than just talking to loved ones who've moved on. It, it kind of pinpoints where you're at in your life and where you go. So, um, and it also picks up your natural abilities and gifts and helps to align you on the right track to live your best and most authentic life. You know what, Tom Thomas Anonymous, it's basically, I'm a psychic medium. You <laughs> you <laughs> I'm are, a psychic medium. So, you're right. You're right with your pitch and what you're, how you're explaining it because it is like it's like a therapy it's like a spiritual therapy kind of like it, it it confirms whether you're on track or off track and what you should do to kind of realign yourself. It's it's fabulous and everyone should check out your Instagram and all of that because it's totally worth it and great. Well, thank you, thank you, Thomas Anonymous. So you can go to Automatic Pinwriter uh, to book your reading and I do it all through FaceTime right now, so it's safe with COVID and actually my readings work really well through FaceTime. You know. Um, it works, always works, but something yeah. to do about FaceTime, like electronics, like spirit, electricity is one of the highest forms of energy. So that it, it, it seems to be able yeah. to work really well through FaceTime, through Zoom, through Skype. It's very interesting. Some I've had people come to me and they're like, I don't see how a reading could work um, if I'm not there in person with you. And they're, it's not, that's not correct. Like it actually works better through FaceTime. So uh, it's an interesting thing how that how that all works. But um, yeah, I will eventually be going back to the Crystal Shrine to do live readings in person. But I really prefer to do them through FaceTime. Well, it was really good. And, you know, I'm sure it has to do with the fact that you've been doing it, you know, steadily for like however long now. But like my second reading compared to my first reading, it was like it was just like I felt like your skills and ability to connect was like so much stronger and so much i mean the first one was great as yeah. well i mean i still have my little paintings and everything but you could you could definitely tell like oh wow he like it's just i don't know there was just more to it it felt uh like there was more power behind it and and, and you just got better you could tell that you were really like oh. honing that talent girl honing it oh good thomas yeah well you know i've been doing this now like every day for over a year i mean i did yeah. it in 2005 I, I was doing automatic pen writing or readings then, but I didn't do it. It scared me. And I stopped at that time and it scared me because I wasn't ready for the responsibility that, that I would have to have 
uh, to hold other people's emotion. Does that make sense? So I stopped yeah. doing it at that time and start, and I started painting instead. But now in my life, yes, I've been doing it now every day for over a year. So I'm kind of exercising that muscle. And now it's down to a whole system with spirit. It's really, um, I look forward to it. I mean, I would get a little nervous at first before, but now it's down to like a science. Like now it's down, I have a whole thing. So it's, it's, it's really great where it's at. I love it. I love it. We got a couple messages here, so we're going to pop one. My last name is actually Thomas. What? How are you guys doing? <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't hear the first part. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> Keep playing these. These are fascinating. I love this topic. Thank you. <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> Thomas, this is truly hilarious. Like that people can pop on and just say stuff like, I love this topic. That's fantastic. Yes. yes. I'm telling you, it's a hot mess. I love it. It's, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. stereo. And you it's can, stereo. Honestly, if you were really brave, you can pop on here anytime and just like hit live and it'll match you up with a stranger. I mean, it's terrifying, but it's, are it's you serious? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I, oh that's like, was, that's what we had to do the first however long it was so long on this app before you could just call like just do like a direct talk you know you had to do the roulette it was such a nightmare but it's getting oh so my much better. god thomas anonymous <laughs> this is absolutely biblical and perilous mm-hmm. now <laughs> what i'm really interested in here on thomas anonymous because mm-hmm. mr malone is a gay man um, is I love everyone's mm. story. So I was, you know, as a kid growing up, I was the reason I do this with people on here is because I loved biographies and memoirs. I'm sure you'll appreciate when I was in fourth grade, I read the thickest Barbara Streisand biography, like known to man. <laughs> and I've always been so obsessed with how people get where they are. So I like to have LGBTQ plus people on here to figure to find out like, where'd you grow up? What was it like? What was it like for Mr. Malone? Where did you grow up in this great country? Oh, Thomas Anonymous, I just love that question. And yes, last time I checked, I am a gay man. Um, (laughs) And I love that. You know, I too like biographies and autobiographies. That's all I would read growing up. We're like, especially from celebrities, from actresses. I don't know why they were my favorite. Me too. Me too. It's like you wanted to figure out, like, how'd they do it? That's right. So was the question like where I grew up? What was the whole, what was the question again, Tom, Thomas Anonymous? Um, what I don't know, like, where were you like in the middle of the country? Did you grow up in a city? Um, what was like, what was it like where you were raised, basically? Thomas Anonymous, I grew up under the flight pattern of LAX. <laughs> oh my goodness! I grew up with jets like so low, so close to my home that it would vibrate. We'd have to. Like we couldn't pause the TV, so we'd have to like put our ear up to the TV to hear it because the plane was so loud. Like it was so <laughs> outrageous. So yes, I grew up like on the border of Inglewood and Westchester. It was complete concrete jungle, jet exhaust, jet fuel smell every day, loud vibrating windows. It was nuts. So yes, that's where I grew up in LA. Wow. Okay. So that you're like, you're one of those fascinating people to me that's actually from here. Like you grew up here. Everyone I ever meet here is always like from somewhere else. We, we're all imported. So you're the rare unicorn that's like LA born and bred. Absolutely. And let me tell you, you know, when people like they kind of say like, oh, the people from LA or people from Hollywood are, are fake or artificial. I always take a little offense to that because it's not the people that are from here. It's the people that come here that I think they're talking yeah. about. 
the the natives like me i think are actually really uh normal kind of great you know unpretentious people so that's just my opinion i i am a native i am a true la native i think you're right with that because so many of the imports you know so many of the people that come here myself included it's like you know la has this i everyone has this idea of la when they come here and then when you live here it's you kind of like prop yourself up like you're 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 fucking something you know and i think that's mm-hmm. where that like snooty kind of like la character kind of comes ah. from it's not really from la it's from all of us moving here thinking we're fucking special thank you thomas anonymous ding 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 <laughs> you're exactly right when you grow up here and when you grow up watching charlie's angels being filmed outside of your bedroom window which would happen with yes you, it, it all becomes very normal and it, you don't think to to be anything or have to do anything in hall you know what i mean it's just a normal part of life here so um yeah no it's the people that come here (laughs) so so growing up in some in a place that's you know so i guess progressive and liberal type like did you know what gay people were did you know that you were gay was it like a positive thing or you know um not not so much i mean i i don't know i I, i'm from like a small town where it was like not you know but being in the city was it different was it like accepted Okay, this is a great question because L.A., as you know, is a bunch of suburb suburbs connected by freeways, right? Yeah, yeah. That's basically L.A. So I grew up, you know, over by uh, Marina Del Rey, Play Del Rey, Westchester, all that. So um, in a way, it was kind of like a small town. And I have to say it was very homophobic, very. And mm. it's odd because it was in L.A. and it was around Hollywood. I could see the Hollywood sign on clear days from my high school. But so homophobic and I was... Uh, bullied. I was extremely bullied for many years through junior high and high school. But Thomas Anonymous, you know what? You you know what stopped the bullying? What your 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 salty comebacks? No, I was (laughs) smart enough to know that if I well, kind of. I think you're in the ballpark. If I made see, I made the popular girls laugh. Girls loved me. Yes. All right. So and, yes. I, and I think a lot of gay men can identify with this. So the, the popular girls started loving me. All the girl, pretty girls, beautiful girls that the straight guys and the bullies wanted loved me. So these, these yes. girls became my protectors, right? So they protected me. So if a bully came in my face and was like, you faggot, I'd be like, and I, I'd be mm-hmm. with the girl and she'd get right in his face and like, you can't fucking call him that. They were my protectors. And um, they actually turned my life around. So I'm very grateful for the straight girl. I love that. And you're so right. I mean, I'm, I come from that same camp, same camp where like, I, I call it, you know, there's a man's man. There's also a gay's gay and a girl's gay. And I'm very much a girl's gay. You know, I'd, I'd much rather, I'd much rather hang out with five girls than like a bunch of gay guys. Cause it's, it's, it's more comfortable to me. It's what I did in school. I would always go to the, the girls. So yeah, because they are, they're your protectors. They will stand mm-hmm. up and they will take down a motherfucker for you. It's, That's it's right. so great. That, it's so Those, great. Um, and I, I'm pro woman. Like I'm, I think I'm just all about women. I'm so impressed with women. Um, uh, I think they're multi. You know, they can multitask like nothing. They're like super. Women are like superheroes, and I think women should rule the world. That's all I'll say. Oh my god, I agree. I know. If we had all women in power, I feel like the world would be a totally different place. We don't even recognize. Absolutely. So, um, 
with with that being like the the situation at school and stuff was it the same way at home like was your mom did you think did your mom know you were gay was she supportive was it like a big no-no were you like trying to be a straight boy what was it like at home with like the the gay scene well the hard thing about living at home that back then was it was the 70s and so uh, we've come far from that time as far as homophobia and how uh, gay men are accepted nowadays. It's a lot better. But back then in the 70s, um, it was very taboo. And, you know, I just remember feeling different and knowing I was different. And I think parents are smarter. You know, we got to give them the benefit of the doubt here. You know, parents know. I yeah. really do believe on there are parents. They're there to teach us and guide us. I really do think they know. And if they don't know, then I don't know where their head is. Because uh, yeah. I think my, you, you know what I mean? I think my parents actually knew I was gay, but didn't address it. It wasn't something that they brought up, you know, to the surface for me. Um, uh, I think it was hard because they saw me getting bullied. You know, that yeah. was the hardest. And it was embarrassing to be bullied, to be called a fag when you were leaving to go to church with your family. And a kid would ride by on a bike and say, faggot. That was really embarrassing. So Ugh. they heard they heard it, you know, um. It's interesting. It just was never addressed. You know, I have a very kid-like spirit. And at that time, I wasn't sexual. There was no sexuality. Sexual, sex wasn't a thing in my brain. I wasn't thinking about sex. I was just thinking about being funny and having a good time. You know what I mean? So the gay thing was never an issue or a topic or anything. But later, of course, my parents accepted me. Of course, everyone accepted me. But uh, back then, it just wasn't, it was just a quiet under, a quiet thing, you know? When did you actually like officially come out of the closet? Thomas Anonymous, do you know I came out of the closet in the best way possible? I uh, I <laughs> moved across the country to work at Walt Disney World as a dancer when I was uh, 17, 18, no, 17. And um, I got hired over there to do a job and I still was in the closet, but I came out at Walt Disney World. Uh, uh, out of the closet. I mean, what better place to come out than with Mickey Mouse and Tinkerbell? That, <laughs> that is the, the gayest outing. It's gayest like the gayest outing. outing. Yeah, but ever I'm revealed so on Thomas Anonymous. <laughs> Where'd you come out? Walt Disney World. You know what? But I couldn't. They were. It was the best because most of the people I was dancing with and performing with were all gay. But it was, again, it yeah. wasn't talked about. It was just kind of this silent thing then. You know. Um, so when I came out, they were the, they were right there to embrace me. They never pushed me. All my friends at Disney never pushed me when they knew I was gay. They never said hurry up or they never tried to out me. Nothing like that. And so when I came out, it was very celebratory and it, it was it was real. I was really lucky to have that coming out um, environment and, there. And do you think because I, I, I have a similar experience with moving. Do you think that like moving yourself 3000 miles like across the country definitely helped in you being able to like do that to proclaim that and to like truly be yourself like kind of up like going to a place where nobody knew you essentially you know no well yeah i understand what you're saying but that wasn't my case because you know what like again i was just a kid trying to have fun and i wanted to be a star so being yeah. gay was never in my head like i never thought about like well how am i going to come out i knew i was different i knew it was something in there and that bothered me because I didn't know how that was going to come out or when I could come out, but I didn't think about it too much. I just went to Disney world and started dancing and laughing and having a good time. And then I'm like, Ooh, that guy, Ooh, who's in that Pluto <laughs> costume? <laughs> who's in, oh, who's underneath hot. that Mickey mouse? I know. Oh, well, you know, I played one of the characters and he used to get flirted on all the time by guys. Cause they don't know if it's a guy or girl inside those costumes, you know? 
So you never had to like um, date a girl or sleep with a girl. Like, are you a um, a gold uh, gold star, as they say? Okay, I am a gold star, but I did make out with one girl. I got a canker sore from that, and I did try. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a sign. And I also did try to date a girl in Disney, and I just kept avoiding any kind of intimacy with her. So it was so weird. But that's it. So I think I'm a gold star. I would say I'm a gold star gay. You for sure are. Yes. Give this man a gold badge. My goodness. Yes. <laughs> gay. So I love this moving to Disney Disney World and, and just like, was that where you like started fooling around sexually? Like, where did Mr. Malone lose the V card? Where was your virginity oh. taken? Tommy, I love these questions. I just called you Tommy. It's the most interesting. It's like such a nosy show. I'm sorry. I said, but I You don't mind me calling you know. Tommy. You don't mind me calling you Tommy, do you? Tommy, can you hear me? Of course not. That's that's the name. You can call me Thomas Anonymous. You can call me Tommy. Tommy, can uh, you hear me? You're so I love that you know what that is. Tommy, can you hear me? Um, I only know that from the, the Rosie O'Donnell show. She taught me everything in the 90s about, like, stuff before then. <laughs> well, she and I are the same age. She and I are the same age. We just had her as a guest on Straight Talk with Ross. And she and I are the same age. So we like a lot of the same things. <laughs> well, she's why I was reading, you know, like, the Barbara stuff. Because, like, I loved Rosie. So I wanted to connect with Rosie. So I, you know, started, like, renting Funny Girl as, like, a 13-year-old boy and wear him masks. Yep. Like, I would go rent Funny Girl. And I'm like, why does this movie have an intermission? What's going on? <laughs> oh my god Tom wait, wait now what was the question oh uh virginity I want to know how it all started oh, Where, when oh did god. the sex start for Mr. oh my god Malone? this is okay yeah this is good this is good okay so you know I hadn't had sex up to when I, I think I, my, I had sex when I was first had sex when I was 19 years old 19 right and I remember it was with a, a really cute parade supervisor who just walked along the parades and guided and helped the parade make sure we were safe right Ooh. so um he was really cute and everybody would talk about how cute he was. And I ended up having sex with him. And I remember when I, I kissed him, the first kiss with a man felt like, like the biggest sigh, like, oh. oh my God, I'm here. Like I'm now in what I, who I am. Like I'm now, this is everything yes. I ever dreamed of and it's happening. And then, you know, we had sex and it was like, I'll never forget it. Like feeling euphoric and feeling like I could breathe and feeling like this is who I am. And it just felt, so good. The problem is I'm an addict. So anything good that felt mm. feels good to me, I want more of. So it kind of led to this whole like, okay, bye, I'm done with you. Let's go have sex with this cute guy. Like I Yeah. Thomas, oh my god, I was such a whore. I was such a whore. <laughs> and what was I love that. So that's why I knew I had to have you on. I was like, he's gonna have a lot of horror stories. No, but like what <laughs> what was the so you know, like uh, everyone has Grinder now today, and then there was Craigslist. At this time, if you're hooking up at Disney, like how how would you know? Like, would someone just wink at you? Would there be like a like uh like how would how would you know who to like who to go hook up with? Like, what was the go to way of hooking up with people? Okay, you've heard of cruising, right? Do the do the kids know what cruising is, or do they call it cruising anymore? Tom, I Thomas think the Anonymous. kids know. I think they know what cruising is. I, I dabbled in cruising. Like, I definitely got some blowjobs at rest stops. But, like, I, you know, I, I, I know that there's different ways of cruising. I've heard of, like, handkerchiefs in back pockets. I've heard of, like, taps on the, 
at, like at one time at uh, Fault Line or wherever it was, like that bear bar, like some guy walked up to me and like he just poked me with his finger and then like gave me a nod and went to the bathroom. And I did not follow him, but I figured, okay, maybe that was like a cruising thing. So yeah, <laughs> you can walk me through cruising if you'd like. Yes. Well, no, you got it. But my cruising was energe- energy. Inner, it was inner. Uh, like I would just go off the energy and it was an eye connection. It was eye communication. Like if you made eye connection with somebody and they, get, there was a certain look and you get a certain feeling, like, Oh, this guy's gay. And he, he, uh, the, there's an energy to it. There's no, there's not even any spoken words. It's just like, next thing you know, you're in the bathroom giving each other blow jobs. It's like the weirdest thing. It's just an, it's a, just an energy thing, but I would be guys during the show. I would be on stage dancing with Mickey and Minnie and Pluto and Donald Duck and being all festive and happy and conservative looking. And I would see a cute guy in the audience and I would make eye contact with him. And so many gays, I, I would motion for them to go meet me up at the castle, like go back, you know, go back there and I'll meet you. And I would come out and meet the guy and have hardcore sex. I'd have, I had sex all over Disney world. Oh, my jaw is just like a jar. Like, what? <laughs> no, now, hold on. I do have some questions because, like, if you're hooking mm-hmm. up just on the side, are we just using spit as lube? Like, um, were you always the top? Like, how did this work? Well, we rarely poked at Disney. Well, the, there were places at Disney that I would, you know, there's a whole underground like almost city, all these tunnels underground Disney World where the employees walk and move and there's this oh, whole underground thing. Okay. So I would take them sometimes down there to have sex or I'd take them in this like gated, <laughs> like I'd go behind a gate, a door and open a door and it would open to a little grass area. I, I knew all the, the, the places that I could do sex. I, I got a hand job on Space Mountain. I do remember that. That was fun. Wow. Oh <laughs> yes, I got a hand job on Space Mountain. I remember having sex as far as lube and stuff we just did blowjobs we did we never did the anal thing so i i was very always very careful about that so like i didn't take it that far but yeah i would i had sex all over disney world everywhere oh my god that is so hot i've never even been to disney world but now the first time i go all i'm gonna think about is like a young mr malone getting taking his dick out everywhere I'm my so dick excited. and my dick was everywhere at Disney World. It was all over Disney World. <laughs> but it was really hot. Like, and even in parades, like when because I would do the parade and a show, I would spot guys. Right. Guys would flirt with me. They we would cruise each other. Next thing you know, we'd meet somewhere and have sex. Like it was that easy and that hardcore. God damn, this is amazing. I love that. Were was that like as you progressed through your life, was it always that cruising thing for you or did you ever like go to a bath i've never been to a bathhouse so i always ask people about bathhouse stories i have oh well i was cruising and then i went to some gay bars like gay bars were real scary for me i never felt like i was part of the gay community to begin with and gay bars i never really fit into gay bars unless i drank a lot and then i would usually end up leaving with somebody because i really was I really was a whore. Um, I love the bathhouses. <laughs> I want. I made a clear decision back then when I came out, Thomas Anonymous, that I wanted to experience everything in the gay world. Like I wanted to yeah. have sex with every kind of guy, every body type of guy, every nationality. Like I told myself, I want to go for this and really, so that when I'm this age, 58 that I'm at now, I can look back and go, I did it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I had sex with a tubbo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted to experience all of it. And I did. Let me tell you, the bathhouses are terrifying. They terrified me, but they were so exciting and so could be so hot. 
But my favorite thing was when I lived in New York City, after I had left Disney World and I went to New York City, I there was a thing called New York Jacks. And you would go into this club around five o'clock in the afternoon, take off all your clothes and give it to the, uh, the check, the coat check guy. You'd have to keep your oh, shoes God. on. And it was like a club that was closed, but only open for this event. And there were like jars of lube everywhere and paper towels sat on like the pool tables and different tables and on the bar. And every and guys would just walk around naked with hard-ons jacking off. And it was, so, it was so enjoyable because it was safe. It was visual. And you couldn't get in. You couldn't give blowjobs. They would stop you. Like if they saw somebody starting to give a blow, they go, you can't do that. So it's basically mutual jack, uh, masturbation. And I loved it. I loved it. I love New York Jacks. Oh, my God. This is turning me on so much because it's like, <laughs> I mean, again, I've never been to one. It's, and here's what's weird. And I'm, I'm all about, I don't want to veer off too much, but I'm all about past lives. I've had so many dreams my entire life where I'm Ooh. in these, like, bathhouse locker room situations. And there's dicks. And, like, and I've <sighs> never been one in my real life, but my whole life. I'm talking about, like, 14 years old. I was dreaming about, like, epic shower rooms with, like, you know. And so I truly feel like in my wow. past life, I was also a gay man doing bathhouse stuff but yeah i, I love that Ooh. oh my god so so was that like a thing at bathhouses you never like were really able to hook up with these guys it was always just like jerk off or just at that one well well i've always been really safe thank god knock on wood i'm safe like i always been, i went through yeah. the aids crisis right so this was course, the yeah. 80s like and you know so that was really challenging but i was very responsible so i never did the butt stuff i never did anal i stayed clear of that and I was always really yeah. safe. So the New York Jacks was was wonderful because it was just mutual uh, masturbation. The bathhouses were a little bit more sketchy. Like these guys were having full on sex right in front of you. I never engaged in it. I was pretty much just a, a voyeur with that stuff. Right. But it was still exciting. And I would let guys give me a blow job and stuff like that. But, you know, they have these glory holes, you know, there at the bathhouses. And some mm-hmm. of the dicks that, you know, the door would be wide open. There are these huge dick hanging out of a hole. But I thought, God, I could never <laughs> Thomas Anonymous. I, I always thought it was odd because I'd be so afraid to stick my dick through a hole. Like what's on the other side? Like, yeah, somebody yeah. could top my dick off or somebody could have like crazy <laughs> sores in their mouth. That's sucking my dick. Um, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. it was so weird. Like to see this dick just through a hole. I always thought that that was so bizarre. <laughs> glory hole. So I've, all, really yeah. <laughs> I've always found glory holes to be like very like anxiety ridden for me. The same thing. Like <laughs> who's on the other side of this dick? What's going on? And like, I would never like want to put my, I mean, I'm all for watching. I love watching a glory hole video, but I'm, I, I'm terrified of putting my dick in a hole that I don't know what's on the other side. No, That's right. <laughs> That's right. I never got that one. I never got it. And have you heard of dry bathhouses? No. Thomas Anonymous. Dry bathhouses <laughs> are, are dry. You don't have to take your clothes off. You walk around fully clothed and it's a bathhouse that doesn't have like a steam room and you don't have to take your clothes off and walk around with a towel. So that's called a dry bathhouse. And I had a lot of fun in those too. Oh my God. See, I dropped out of gay university. So there's so many things I don't even know. Thomas Anonymous. Do you know I was so rowdy and so crazy? You know, I've always been really crazy. And my friend and I would go to this dry bathhouse over here in LA called The Zone. And we'd find the light switch on these rooms that were crowded, having orgies, and turn it on. We'd just turn the light switch on and then run. And then you'd hear, you'd hear like, God damn it, who fucking turned the light on? Because it was supposed to be all dark and mysterious. And 
there we were turning the light on <laughs> or, or we'd go into like a private room and <clears throat> we wouldn't do anything, but I'd be, I would yell out really loud. I love you. <laughs> like, like who I finds their, like, like I found love in a dark CD bathhouse. <laughs> I love you so much. I love that. Cause I just, I love thinking of everyone else's face of like, who the fuck is that? Who's in love? And the fact that they <laughs> fell in love and had to exclaim it, like had to yell it out at the, bath, <sighs> at the bathhouse. I love you so much. I love you. Like they found love in a bath. <laughs> found love in a bathhouse is a good title for something. <laughs> love in a bathhouse. I know. No, bathhouses are fun, fun, fun. But I don't know if I'd go to one now. I just, I, I'm not, I did it. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm so jealous. I, I've, I've been, you know, I came out late, like around 25, and I've been monogamous, God, for like 10 years. So I feel like my, oh my midlife God. crisis in my 40s, I'm going to be the biggest whore, I feel like. It's coming. I can feel it. <laughs> Thomas, and honestly, before you leave this world, you have to go to a bathhouse. Like, I think I know. every gay man I... should experience it. I agree. Absolutely. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Hopefully I don't, um, I know that the glory days were, were back in the day, but hopefully I can get some kind of, um, I, t so I talked to someone last week who did a cross country bathhouse. Like they drove from the East coast to the West house and they stayed in bathhouses <laughs> the whole way across. Oh my God. A bath. <laughs> oh my God. A bathhouse. What's it? Oh my God. Across country. Like a tour. Yeah. Oh my God. The bathhouse <laughs> tour. That is so good. This great nation. We got five messages. I don't want to uh, keep anyone waiting for their message, so I'm going to get through some of these. Thomas uh, Anonymous and Mr. Malone. I, Mr. Malone, I just want to say something that you said that really speaks to me as a Los Angeles native. Like, excuse me, you're a Los Angeles native. I'm not. Um, but I am originally from Florida, South Florida, and as a Floridian, as a native here, um, I think that Florida has a narrative about it that isn't really true about the natives, but um, I think it's just like the people who come here, especially since Florida is a tourist state, you know, people come here on vacation, they come here, especially in South Florida, wanting to party, and so crazy things just end up happening, you know, kind of like the hangover vacation, and it just becomes like, oh, oh, you know Florida, there's just those crazy people, and it's like, Obviously, you know, every state has its crazies, but I don't think like the, av the average reputation is that for, you know, Florida and the natives. It's just, you know, tourists. <laughs> mm. Ring my bells. Thank you. Thank you. Ring my bells. I love that she gets it. I love that she um, left that message. What's your opinion of this app's avatar? What? What? What's my what's my opinion of this app's avatar? Um, they're they're great. Tommy Anonymous, I have been on stereo for a long time, and I've long been wondering how to get that little check mark next to my name, and nobody has ever taken the time to explain it to me. So if you could do that, I would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. I will, I will explain as soon as I get through these messages. Very quickly, I will. I literally very, very walked into chucking off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice intro. To your, to your page. <laughs> Welcome to the Thomas Anonymous show, honey. It's here. It's queer. It's happening. <laughs> I'm literally dying. I can't. You guys are killing me. <laughs> How cute. <laughs>
Yabos, I love you. I love you. Okay, I do want to answer that guy's question about the check mark. Um, the answer is I don't know. Okay, I started on stereo before stereo came out. Um, it was like it was like a job interview. I had to like interview with a person, and then I had to do a fake phone call, and then they were like, "Okay, you're a content creator." Um, so I don't know how the new people are doing it. New people are getting check marks, but I think you just have to be on here and get a bunch of followers. And yeah, that's that's the check mark story. Okay, okay. Ooh. Last message here. Hello, saludos de Honduras. What do you say, mi pana? ¿Cómo anda? I have no idea. Hmm, God bless. Te I have no idea. <laughs> God bless and shalom. Yeah. Oh my God, Thomas Anonymous, you're so nice to everyone. And it's so nice that they leave messages, though they are very baffling, some of them. Oh, yes. This is actually, this isn't that bad. You know, I think maybe they've gotten better at filtering them, but for a while it was like really like, I wouldn't even do the messages because I'm like, all right, I'm not going to listen to this ridiculousness because it's just going to be people scream. Sometimes it would just be someone <laughs> taking a piss. Like it would be someone pissing <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> See, now I love the randomness of this. I love that, that they could just leave anything like them peeing or pooping. Like that's so good. Yeah, I know. It's perfect. Oh my gosh. Let's see what this one is. Pop. Hi. Hello. How are you? Saludos de Honduras, Pana. Aquí en clase de Zoom. Yeah, you know. No espanol. <laughs> I'm bad. Oh my Quesadilla. god, that's so funny. That's so Good funny. Que te mejores pronto. It's the only thing right. I learned in, in Spanish class. And it says, I'm, I'm saying, hope you get better soon. I took Spanish for like three years and I really, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to survive in Mexico or Spain. I just, you know, where's the bathroom and hello and goodbye is all I can I'm do. right there with, I'm right there with you. I was terrible <laughs> at it. Terrible. When I, was in, when I was in Spanish class in high school, the teacher used to say, hold up your homework. And I would hold up like a math worksheet and she would check me off for doing the homework. So I totally just like bullshit my way through the, the class. <laughs> Thomas, we have so much in common because I bullshitted my way through all of high school. I manipulated all my teachers through my wit and through my charm. And I think <gasps> I know you can identify with that. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I talked my way. I, I talked my way out of high school. I showed up with a baby and was like, I just have this baby. It's really hard. It's life. You know, I got to go. It's just ridiculous. I never did homework. My parents. Well, my parents were drunks. They weren't even around. But I never brought home books. I, I always I always just got through school by bullshitting and manipulating my teachers. They thought I was funny. They thought I was funny and clever and knew I had a good brain. And I think that was enough for them. Yeah, I had like no one, no one held me accountable. Like the no parental units was like, uh. there was no guidelines in my life. No one was like, oh, you have to go to college. Like there was none of that. And um, yeah, I would really just kind of like charisma my way out of class, you know? Oh, yeah. Do you know, I took a <clears throat> psychology class one time and I had to do an oral book report. Let me just tell you quickly how I did the oral book report. This was my, this was Mr. Malone's oral book report. This is what I would do. <laughs> I would get a book from the library, right? Never read it. Mm -hmm. And then on the day of the oral book report, the teacher's like, okay, Mr. Malone, your turn. I would get up in front of the class and go, okay, class, hi. Um, I want to <laughs> ask you a question. Ask me if I like the book. So they would go, did you like the book? And I would say, no, I hated it. And they go, and then the teacher would just look at me and I go, I hated it so much. I never, I couldn't read it. I couldn't get through it. That's my oral book report. And then I would go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> that was clever. 
Oh my god! It was like instead of a book report, you just did like an open mic. <laughs> I did just like an open mic, and I would nip it in the bud. Like, well, that's my oral book report. I'm <laughs> telling you, I didn't like it. That's the report. <laughs> report done. I'd like full credit, please. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Thomas Anonymous. <laughs> I forgot to ask you earlier. When? How did you discover masturbation? Oh, God, I love your questions. I wish more people would ask these questions. That's so good. Okay. I don't know why I'm not on network TV. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to tell you kind of an incestual. Is that a word? Incestual story about my father? Okay. My father was hot. Hot, hot with a great body. And Mm. when he would take a shower, I used to go and knock on the door and pretend. I don't think I've ever told anyone this. I would pretend that I had to go to the bathroom to sit on the toilet, right? So I'd go in. I have to use the bathroom. He's like, okay, he'd be in the shower. I'd sit on that toilet until he long enough that he finished a shower and it opened up the shower curtain and he'd be standing there naked just so I and I'd have yes. like a hard on the whole oh, yeah. And all I could think of was like, oh my God, I just want to grab his dick. My father, how weird is that? Like, what's wrong? Like what happened? Right. So um, I remember I found out I started, is that just so crazy? Nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened. No, it's just, not at all. I don't think that you know, I would think one of the first guys I used to like think about was my father. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, a lot of straight guys think about their mother um, in a weird way like that. And not, I don't think it's weird. I think it's just part of growing up. It's part of puberty. Right. I, think. You, I you agree. You start to kind of figure out your feelings. But I, I found out masturbation through the bathtub. Like, you know, like I'd be in the bath and I'd start to wash my dick area, my, my penis. I'm like, oh, that feels kind of good. And then one time it felt so good. I kept going, going, going. And then you popped. And you know, those orgasms when you're like 14 are yes. like, they almost hurt. They feel so yeah. good, right? Um, <laughs> totally. But no one, but no one told me about, no one explained masturbation to me. So when all that cum came out, I was scared. And I remember yeah. something was wrong. I thought something was wrong with me. And I ran into the living room after my bath and I said to my older sister, there's white stuff coming out of my dick. I don't know what it, ca- it all came out and went everywhere. And she just looked at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I was terrified because no one ever explained it to me. And then I think my dad finally explained it to me, but I was really scared there about masturbation for a while. And I had a raw dick for like 14, from 14 through like, well, I'm probably like 12, 12 through like, I don't know, 20, I had a raw dick. Like, I would masturbate so much that I'd get sores on my dick, chafing. Oh, shit. Did, were you dry heaving it? Were you not using lube or anything? Yeah, I didn't know to use lube. So yeah. I, was, I was dry. It was dry. So that's why I was getting all these, like, chafing marks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, God, I didn't, use, I didn't know about lube or even spit until, like, like 19, 20, like, into my yeah. 20s. I was like, oh, God, I've been dry heaving this whole time? Jesus. <laughs> well, well, Thomas Anonymous, there's not a manual that's given to us how to be gay. You know what I mean? It's like, or like <laughs> how to be, be a guy. Like, <laughs> there's, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't take a class in school, like, telling me how to masturbate and that semen's, no, I never heard that. No, I didn't know. I didn't know what ejaculation was. You know, I knew that there was sperm, but like, I thought that was something that like <laughs> grew on the outside of your body. I had no idea. And like you, I freaked out. Like, I really thought that I was having like cardiac arrest or something. And I, I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't ask anybody though. I just wiped it on my curtains and then just like, <laughs> 
<laughs> pretended like <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> I love that you put it on your curtains. Oh How yeah, creative. Oh yeah. Well, and also, and I, I, I I've, I've, I've told the story before, so I don't want to go on. But I found a, a, an unused condom on my walk home from school, and mm-hmm. I brought it home and was like, I'm gonna put this condom on, and I did. And it's kind of like the bathtub; it was like super squishy, and I started moving it around, moving it around, and then eventually, like, I came. And was like, wow, that's great. But the gross part is, is I thought, I thought the ticket to having that happen was the condom. So I saved that condom for like a month in between <gasps> my mattress. And I used the same condom over and over and over again. Oh my God. Ew, Thomas Anonymous. How scrody. <laughs> Ew. Uh, it was all crusty. Oh yeah. 12 year old boys are the worst. <laughs> oh my God. The worst. But do you, you remember, you know. That feeling of being that sexual and so turned like that. We're, we are on fire at that age. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Everything. And I was really into, you know, of course, attracted to like some like uh, other students at school, like the hot guys and stuff. But kind of like your dad, like I was really into dads. Like if, if a guy came to like fix the bathroom, I would be like just like standing there watching that guy bend over. Like I was yeah. so into adult men like. I, this is going to sound so fucked up, but like, I hate, I hated my home life so bad. I wanted to be abducted by like a strange man. I was like, oh, I hope a man takes me and like brings me into the woods to camp and forces me to sleep in his sleeping bag. Like I was fucked up. Like, <laughs> Okay. I'm so happy you're bringing this up. And I want to preface this by saying this is no offense to people that are sexually assaulted or right, people that act, actually are raped. And it's a horrible, horrible thing. And that is not right. Um, but as a young gay man, I understand what you're saying because I wanted to be like, if my dad had made a move on me when I was like 13, I would have been thrilled. Yeah. I wouldn't, that why wouldn't have considered that sexual harassment um, or not sexual harassment, um, sexually being sexually abused. I wanted it. I wanted yeah. it. Like I would have totally. been all happy. Like, Oh my God, my dad's in my bed with me. Like I would have been thrilled. I know that sounds so backwards, but I, I know. Think it's <laughs> but I think it's because as gay men, we're not, we don't think the same. We don't have the same experience as like, quote, normal people, normal life. Does that make sense? Like, and we're not given a handbook. So we just kind of maneuver through it and our fantasies, however we do. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. We, you know, it's who the, the human brain is like this huge clusterfuck of, of trying to understand it. it. It's, it's, it's complicated, but like, you know, my stepfather was a horrible person who I hated, but yet I still sexually fantasized about him. He was like fat, not attractive, but I still would like That's lay right. there in the front seat, like knowing I had a boner thinking, Oh God, I hope he reaches over and grabs it. You know, like, yes, I, I, can't, I can't, I can't explain it, but it's just something yeah. that like, yeah. You know, it just happens. Yeah, no, it just happens. And I'm really happy to be talking about this with you. I don't think I've ever talked about this with another gay man. Um, I've always felt alone in that and never talked about it because it's kind of taboo and controversial to talk about this. It's kind of incestual. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a normal thing. And I don't think people talk about it. Gay men. I'm glad I'm honestly Enough. glad you brought it up because it's something I've, you know, w- has always been there. And it's not something I talk about with people because they they kind of I don't know, they, they take it a different way. They think yeah. like how you were saying, like, I'm not trying to offend anyone. You know, I was I was a child of sexual abuse. So to me, it's like I never you know, I never want to offend anybody else. But right, like, right. I felt like at a, at a young age, I was ready to like sexually exploit myself. And I don't know if that's <laughs> from, you know, like being sexually abused. But like I was ready. Like when I saw a pretty woman, like I was I wanted to go to the next town over and become a hooker, like at fifth in fifth grade, you know? 
Like I, I was ready. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Thomas Anonymous. Right there with you. I was the exact same way. I had a high sex drive. Like I wanted sex any way, anyhow I could get it. Did you ever um, get any rest stop action? Any like highway, highway action? Oh my gosh, I've gotten so much highway. As far as a rest <laughs> action, as far as a rest stop goes, I'm sure I've had a couple of blowjobs in rest areas, but I've had crazy things happen to me. Like I, when I was in my youth and all cute with the body and the hair and everything, I could walk down the street and some guy would end up following me and we'd end up having sex um i remember people would come over let's say i was moving and they'd come over to look at my apartment to see if they wanted to rent rent it i'd have sex with that person who came over to look at the apartment or i was in a yes when i lived in chicago i had sex with a lot of cab drivers Ooh, i never thought mm-hmm. about that but yeah oh my, you were like oh, all the time you were a trailblazer in the hooking up with the uber driver scene that's right i was ahead of the, the i was ahead of the t- my time and you know what the thing is they would like, the, the, you know, the hints. It was like the cruising thing and the little words here and there hinting that they know I was gay. I, they, they, th- then I would know they were gay. And then their hand would kind of make its way back to the back seat. Next thing you know, they're jacking me off in the back seat. It was so hot. Oh my God. You have lived a wonderful life, Malone. I know, Thomas Anonymous. That's why I'm tired. I just want to stay home and watch 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> you should watch some bad holiday movies too. That's what I'm doing. Oh, okay. So, have you- so bad. Can we just change the subject quickly off sex onto this? Because I have yes. to say, have you watched Christmas on the Square with Dolly Parton? <gasps> no, I have to. Let me add that to my I'm not joking. I have a list of bad movies. And I, what is it called again? Christmas on the Square. It's on Netflix. Okay. okay. Thomas, it is. I don't <laughs> know if I want to tell you too much. All I will say is that I sat there horrified a little offended, <laughs> a little nauseous, and uh, regretful that I had wasted my time. <laughs> oh, I love it. I can't wait. No, because that's what I live for. I love the bad. I love the bad. I mean, do you remember her, Smoky Mountain Christmas from the 80s? Horrible movie. So great. I love it. Horrible. I just, you know, I love Dolly Parton, but this movie is gone. This Christmas on the Square is taking the craziness of Dolly to a whole new level. To oh almost God. an offensive level. Almost to an offensive level. Oh, my oh. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can I just tell you one thing? Yes, please. She plays a homeless woman. Now, oh in, full, in full Dolly drag, with full makeup, <laughs> nails, the whole thing. Like, you can't play a homeless woman. That's offensive to the homeless community. Like, oh you are not do homeless. They, do they have her in, like, full face and then, like, raggedy clothes? Is it like raggedy, that? Raggedy clothes, but you but they're almost like designer raggedy clothes. Like, they, like she designed it. Like, what the hell? Like, you're, you're supposed to be a homeless woman? It took me a little bit. It took me a second to figure out that's what she was. Because it's basically Dolly Parton sitting there looking like she's in a beautiful robe. All oh. made out. Like, Wow. Just, and the gaze, the, the gaze, they made them so stereotypical in this thing that that's where it's kind of offensive because it's like, wow, you went there? You know, Debbie Allen directed it. Like, are you serious? You made these gays out to be this? Like, it's wow. The whole thing is so bad. Thomas, please email me or message me or something after <laughs> yeah. you watch it because it is I will. incredible. <laughs> I absolutely will. It's going to be, I think that's going to be our movie tonight that we're going to watch is Christmas on the Square starring Dolly Parton. <laughs> And I will, I will give you a challenge for a horrible 
Christmas movies. I don't know if you have access to the Hallmark Channel, um, mm-hmm. or if you know who Candace Cameron is from Full House. She's yes, she I do know who she worst. is. Yeah. The worst oh Christmas movies, but I really <laughs> enjoy a movie called Christmas Town, starring Candace Cameron, and it's so bad. It's just so so bad. Um, I don't know where you can get it or see it, but uh, that's the most recent one I've seen that I was just like, oh my god, this is so horrible. I love it. All right, I, I wrote that down because I'm I, I love that we're both into horrible things. Um, <laughs> I, no, the worst the, the worse the movie is, the more I enjoy it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, of course, I have the movies I love, but um, but that this is a new thing for me this year is really, really digging in deep for the bad movies. Like honestly, just looking up lists of Christmas movies that I've never even seen and like picking one and watching it. And and also, yeah. I'm I'm really into old movies this year, and I don't think they're bad. Like I love movies from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Just to like look at the things on the table. Like I like I just love like all the little trinkets and the little and of course their dresses and shit is is wonderful. But like, you know, um, I was watching White Christmas, uh, the 1954 White Christmas, and like in the middle of the night, they're like drinking buttermilk and eating like liverwurst. I'm like, what? <laughs> what world is this that we live in? What buttermilk? God, that's so funny. I <laughs> see now. I like watching the old black and white movies, like Sunset Boulevard and stuff, to see old Los Angeles because I grew up here. So, like, I yes. like seeing the, the these cities like back in the day. That's what I look at. I love our LA history. It's so so cool, mm, isn't it? Good. Hey, did you ever notice in those old movies, like whenever they show Manhattan, New York, in those old movies, there's always music that plays at like this. Yes. Like, there's always like this fast me- sounding music whenever they show New York, and I love it. Was it was like I so that you. That. It's like you knew that you were in the bustling city, you know? Like it's busy here, guys. It's busy. <laughs> Thomas Anonymous, I'm so I love you so much. I'm so happy that you get it. We should do our own show together. You're fantastic. I would love to. You know, we can pop on stereo anytime. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. We can get uh, uh, people uh, listening. Honestly, if you, um, they always have different money competitions. You know, you can actually get money from stereo. I, I'm not interested because I, I can't spend that much time on here. But I don't yeah. want to hold you too long. I want to get to my last ten questions that I stole from James Lipton. Are you? <laughs> because <laughs> I love that show honestly like um you know I was so convinced I was going to grow up and win multiple academy awards and I was definitely going to be on the actor studio um obviously that's not happening so now I've just taken it and made it my own into my show so <laughs> do you remember that show do you know what I'm talking about James? I do <clears throat> I do know what you're talking about and I really identify with you saying like when I was younger I fantasized about being on that show like that was my yeah. plan do you know how many shows I plan to be on that have gone away or the people have died <laughs> the hosts have died and I'm like well that dream's gone that dream's I- <laughs> damn you mike douglas <laughs> i know yes even johnny carson like my dream was to be on yeah. johnny carson i was like what i know it's it's but the, the, the great thing about that is and, and someone told me this when i was like you know saying how i stole it they were like you didn't steal it you wanted to be on the show and so you made your own show it's like you know we, yeah. everything we're doing whether it's your your reading or your paintings like we're still doing our show but you know unfortunately we can't i can't i can't book the rosie o'donnell show damn it i know i know some things don't turn out the way we have planned we just gotta roll with it exactly and i'm gonna pop this one little bubble i see hello that boy jp is one of the best men i've ever met in my life and that girl frenchy oh girl oh frenchy what did he say fried chicken at the what
I don't know I don't if I can or Frenchie. I don't know. I don't, I'm confused. Well, thank, you, thank you for your message and thank you for listening. <laughs> I like Tom is anonymous. I like how gracious and you are, are to these people that are leaving comments. I would be more hardcore. Like what? I know. I. It depends on the day. You know, now that I do just this one weekly show, I'm much more um, I'm much more nice when I used to be on here. Yeah. Um, 10 hours a week because they, they were like, hey, we'll pay you up to 10 hours a week to just be on and talk to people. I really lost my patience a lot because I was talking to strangers and then people would swoop in with comments. And so I was very much like, get the fuck out of here. Go fuck your mother. But now I'm, I'm much more together. Yeah. And much more appropriate. Nice. I like it. <laughs> I think that's sweet that you're nice to that. Very gracious and nice. It's good. It's better, you know. Alrighty, yeah. I, I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you buckled ready. for your ten questions? I'm ready. I'm buckled in. Okay, Mr. Malone. What is your favorite and least favorite word? All right, my favorite word is fag, and my least favorite word is faggot. Uh, oh my God! Look at you being a <laughs> being a mystery, an elusive mystery. <laughs> okay, now, why do you like one over the other? I like the word fag because I find it a term of endearment as a gay man, right? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody calls me a fag in jest or being funny or if a straight man says it like, come on, you fag. I find mm -hmm. it so accepting and wonderful and just a wonderful term of endearment. Like it's so, it always makes me laugh. It's a great word to say. I know it's not a good word for many people. I understand that. I understand the negative side of this word, but being called a fag when you're a kid and then, Growing up to own that word, do you know what I mean? And actually kind of have fun with it and find it a term of endearment is pretty powerful. So I also like the fact that it has an F and a G. So it's got the fag, like the fag. Like it's just fun to say fag. It's pleasing fag. to the mouth, fag. It's pleasing to the mouth. Now, I don't like faggot. Faggot feels more, I it's, don't know, it just feels negative and mean and awful. Yeah, it's the it's it's the it's the insult one, I, and I think you're absolutely yes. right. Fag is much more like a term of endearment between gay men, mm -hmm. and faggot is what they always yell at us. So of course, that's not really got the same I don't know uh, endearness or whatever. Yeah, is to it, it. I love that you get it. Fag is more whimsical. Faggot. I used to. <laughs> I made a T-shirt once that said "King of Faggots" because I used to say, "If you're gonna call me a faggot, call me the king." Isn't that cute? Well, you know, black people call each other the N-word. So the gay people, it's like the same type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With us, with the gays. Like, I love the word fag. He loves the word fag, ladies and gentlemen. Take it or leave it. All right. <laughs> who, Mr. Malone, who are your top three? You only get three here. Top three gay icons. Okay, I'm going to go really stereotypical with this. Really stereotypical gay, all right? Okay, number one, Dolly Parton, because just because of Christmas on the Square. So, <laughs> okay, so no, that's number one. Number two, I'd say Barbara Streisand. We love our Barbara, but I love yes. 70s Barbara. I, after Yentl, it all went downhill. I would say right before Yentl, it started to go downhill. Okay, okay. I love 70s Barbara with the Afro. I love the way we were. I loved the Star is Born. I loved all the What's Up Doc. I mean, 70s Barbara was the best. Third, um, I would say Cher um, because um, I don't understand. I love Cher, but I'm, I'm fascinated by I'm fascinated by the way she looks. Um, yes. And also, I'm surprised that she hasn't come out with a Christmas record. 
Um, I will let you know, I feel like I brought her up too many times, but on, on the 90s Rosie O'Donnell Christmas album, there is a Christmas song with Cher and Rosie. But you're right. She needs to have her own album of Christmas. Why hasn't that happened? Okay. I'm so glad you asked that. Okay. Can you imagine a Cher Christmas record? I mean, oh. if, can you imagine? <laughs> I'm dreaming of a wife, have a holly jolly Christmas. I mean, so good. <laughs> Silver Bros. <laughs> I would love that. That's the only reason that I, she's on the list because I want her to come out with a Christmas record, and I'm shocked, surprised that she does not have one. Uh, yeah, we need to manifest that universe. Please make that happen. Yes. Who? Um. Oh, I'm sorry, not who, but what? What like turns you on creatively? Like what inspires Malone? Coffee. <laughs> same here yeah i need that <laughs> and people like i love people people are funny to me they intrigue me they fascinate me they make me laugh you know everyone's so weird like you know what i mean there's so many weirdos and everybody's so different that it, it just it really turns it makes my creativity flow do you know what i mean yeah i love watching people honestly i always since high school i remember putting everyone in their cliques in high school and i kind of i feel like i was the observer like i feel like i've always been the i love just sitting i love when there's a long line at the grocery store because then i just watch everybody like i love watching old ladies like it's yes it's it's fantastic isn't it fun like when i go to disneyland now you know when it's open um mm -hmm. i like to sit on a bench and just people watch because people are funny and they inspire me they inspire my creativity because they're so out the things that people do are so outrageous oh yeah I, I i love just watching the um i don't even know what you call it just like the shadow movements of people the way they do things i love watching parents with their kids because that's hilarious oh my god you want to laugh like watch a mom fumble with her purse and two kids in target and it's the best Oh my God, it's just so good. Like I can never get enough of it. I love people. All right, so if you had to choose one, what song would be your personal anthem? Well, being the age that I'm at, uh, the young 58 years old, the, the mm -hmm. song would be, if I can turn back time. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> back to share. If I can turn yes. back time. Oh, what a great video. Oh my God, that outfit. Yes. The best. Remember how exciting it was when she started coming out with this music in the 80s? Such a fun time. I know, and I thought it was like, can I keep going? But then she did those infomercials, so I don't know what happened. Oh, I was obsessed with those. Are you kidding? They were the best. I didn't actually see any. It's, I've just, well, I've YouTubed a couple, but yeah. I, what was it that she was even selling? I don't even know. Hair product. She was selling hair product, and it was so crazy. The Lori Davis hair products. Well, yeah, it's crazy because it seems like she had just come off this, like, huge hit of, like, music, and then all of a sudden was on infomercials. So, yeah, it's, it's so Cher. I just love it. She just does what she wants. Yeah, but I, I've read that she regrets doing that infomercial because, like, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live did a, a whole spoof on it and her, and it became she became, like, a joke because it is – you can watch it on YouTube. It's still so, so funny. <laughs> what – um. What's your favorite? Oh, what what's what sound? Like, what's your sound or noise that you love, and sound or noise that you hate? Love the sound of a fart. <laughs> love it. Yes. <laughs> I a just love. Thief. Yeah, I like. Well, I like farts, and I like the pop farts. You know what I mean? Like, 
when somebody cuts a fart, like a fast pop fart, it just brings joy to my whole system. I'm just joy filled with joy. <laughs> and I would say, <laughs> you know what I mean, Thomas Anonymous? Absolutely. I heard the Car- the Carney Wilson episode. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. She is my spirit animal. Uh, can you believe she farts like that? She has a fart that actually says, I love you. I was dying. That was just one of those shows where I was dying with my AirPods and my, my boyfriend was like, what, what is going on in the kitchen? <laughs> oh my God. I know. And then I love that. The, I love mostly the people that were offended by that episode or didn't like, Oh my God, there's too much farting. Like, no farts are always funny. Period. Farts are always funny. Well, and like, I don't, you know, and I hate to be off, but like, I don't know how you could get that far in that show and then be offended by a fart episode. Like, if you've made it that far, like, you should be fine with the Carney Wilson episode. Uh, thank you. That's what I'm always thinking. <laughs> Hello. Like, oh my God, if you're listening to this show and you're offended by how many farts there are in it, like, I don't know if you're listening to the right show. Like, it might not be for you. <laughs> yeah. And if that's your first show, you might want to go back and start at the beginning or at least a few episodes <laughs> before. Like, not Absolutely. You know what sound I hate? You know what sound I hate? What? Are those, the gardeners, those blowers. Oh, like the leaf blower. I can't stand the sound of a leaf blower. Ooh, that's a good one. And that's a very LA sound. Those are everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. And they're so loud and they go, they're just everywhere. Oh, it's awful. It's very jarring. I also don't like the sound of trash bins because they're loud. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like the like the the bins while the truck's picking them up type situation. Yes, but when people take them out and put them on the street, it's loud. Like why they have to make oh, a yeah, plastic huh? like so loud? Like they like boom. Like it's just so loud. So yeah, it's very <laughs> jarring. What is or what would be your drag name? Okay, so you know my house burned down, my home burned down in uh, the Malibu fire in 2018 in November. So I lost everything in the Malibu fire, it burned down. So after that, you know, Ross does a drag uh, brunch and he, I was going to do a number and uh, he he actually came up with this name and I I just ran with it. And uh, it's the name, I would call myself Galinda GoFundMe. Galinda GoFundMe because that's, that's a great drag name. It, Galinda GoFundMe, and I would come out I, after the fire. I was gonna come out on stage all burnt and like had to have dry ice to make it look like I was kind of smoking and come oh my out God. as a, a GoFundMe page so that people can like throw money at me as they're like giving to go, me a, a fund like the GoFundMe. It makes sense, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. It, no, uh, no, it makes so much sense. Like, I don't know why. Well, we're in pandemia, so that's why. But this needs to happen. I need, I need Galinda GoFundMe to manifest. <laughs> <laughs> well, after COVID, we'll see so what we good. can do. Isn't that good? Yeah. GoFundMe. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. What's your favorite curse word? God damn it. That's the one. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a that's a classic American one. I feel like. God damn it. It's yeah. It's very classic, and I seem to use it a lot. God, and you say it just like I said it. God damn it. That's how I use it. Yeah. <laughs> what profession other than what you do now? What what else would you like to attempt if you weren't doing what you do? I would love to attempt being a stripper, uh, a pole like stripper mm. slash pole dancer or a porn actor, like in my sixties. Ooh, 
Ooh, I'd like to see both of those. <laughs> Thomas, can you imagine a 60-year-old man, me, doing pole dancing in the nude at a club? Like, to me, that would just make my whole life. It would complete my whole life. I think it's a YouTube video that the world needs as soon as possible. <laughs> I need to get a little <laughs> older because I think it'd be funny if it was like this old man spinning around the pole. I think you need to wait like 10 years because you yes. do look so good. You know, you have thank, to wait thank you. until it's aged a little bit more. Um, or we could always get some prosthetic makeup and make you look older. But I think the real thing would be better. <laughs> I do, too. I agree. And as far as a porn actor, I think it'd be really liberating to do porn at 60 to show that older men can still have sex and feel good about their bodies. I don't know if I can get to that place of feeling 100% comfortable with my hole on camera, but it would it's a fantasy. I'm into it. I'd watch it. Let me know when it's put. When, let me know when that OnlyFans <laughs> is up, and I'll definitely. <laughs> Just so serious. Oh, let me know. I'll watch it. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is this is a very like RuPaul question, but if you could send a message back in time to your younger self, what would it say? Okay, I love this. I would tell my younger self to be more present. Um, I look Ooh, back at the things I've. Yeah, I, I look back at the things that I've done and, and places I, I was at and people I've met and stuff, and I don't remember a lot of it. I don't feel I was present. I was always looking for the next thing to do or trying to be funny. I just wasn't present. I didn't stop and go, I'm here. I'm talking to this person. So I, that, yeah, to be present and, and probably to love myself more because I didn't know what self-love even was i didn't know oh yeah how to i didn't know how to love yourself i didn't know what that meant so that yeah i would want to love myself more and be more present god that's great advice for your past self. great advice for every single person right now like it's it's good mm -hmm. advice for the present as well you know yeah yeah like be present be where you're at in the moment and enjoy it and take it in don't rush to the next thing you know all right, I'm going to play this message, and then I have one final question for Mr. Moore. Well, you know what they say. Riley McPherson loves to just sit on a bench and look at the people. That's right. Yo, you sure can learn a lot from looking at the humans. I sit here with Riley Jr., and we just chill out. That's right. Oh, hush, Riley. This is Riley McPherson. Okay. Thank was that you. A Thank you. Was that a character you think he was doing, or was that really him? I, so I've heard that voice on here before. I, I think he's left me messages before. I think it's, I think it's half a character, but mm. um, that's, I, I, it's hard to tell. I can't, I, sometimes I'm really <laughs> sure someone's doing a character, and then you go to their Instagram, and you're like, oh, wait, no, that's just who they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a sweet message. I, I, I actually enjoyed that. It was very enjoy calming. <laughs> All right. Final headlining question for Mr. Malone. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I would want, okay, I'd want to hear this. Girl, that was hilarious. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I would love Welcome God to be over like, here. girl. Can you imagine, girl? <laughs> Could you imagine if he was like, showtime's in five minutes, and you're like, wait a minute, I have to work? What the hell? <laughs> but I want him to know that I tried. Do you know what I mean? That that it was funny. That I was that I that I made people laugh. You know. 
Of course. I think that's exactly what you'll get because, I mean, I've always known you to be entertaining. And I think that, you know, we're people like us are like, that, that's what we're here for. So I think you'll yeah. be able to, you'll be able to get that out of God or whoever welcomes you to the other side. Oh, um, thank you, Thomas Anonymous. Mr. Malone, this has been so wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for coming on this silly little app and chit-chatting with me and my silly little show. Well, Thomas and obviously, you're wonderful. I just love you. I love meeting you at the Crystal Shrine. I loved giving you your second reading on FaceTime and now this. I just think you're wonderful. And I feel like you and I would have a great, like, do, if we did something together, I think it'd be really fun. I think we'd have a lot of fun. I would... I would love for us to do something together. Let's like email each other and, and, you know, and figure it out. I'm down to talk about anything. I think, I think yeah. I have a fun time with you, Mr. Malone. So I'd, I'd be super interested. Thank you, Thomas anonymous. Well, you're wonderful. And you, I love that you get it. I love that you get me. And I love that we were on the same page with a lot of the things you asked me and a lot of things we talked about that made me happy, made me feel really good. Oh, good. I love that. I never know. I'm like, you know, I never know. Is someone going to be upset that I asked him about when they learned how to masturbate? You know, it's like such a yeah. such a weird thing that you don't get asked. So I'm, it's great. I'm always it's great. Grateful when people are down to come and play. So you're fantastic. Thanks, Thomas Anonymous. I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me on the Thomas Anonymous show. Remember to go to automaticpinwriter.com if you want to read it. Yes, automaticpenwriter.com. Where can they follow you on the Insta? Oh, I'm at It's Mr. Malone on all social media platforms. It's Mr. Malone. It's Mr. Malone on all socials, you guys. Guys, give him a follow. Give him a follow on here. I'm going to play this last message, and then I will end. (laughs) Were they jacking off or chewing? Were they jacking off or chewing? (laughs) I hope it's jacking off, and I think it's not a real show until you get some weird sound effects. So thank you so much, everybody. Oh, what a wonderful way to end the show. <laughs> Mr. Malone, <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you, thank, thank you. Love I hope you, you Thomas have a Anonymous. I want to thank Mr. Malone for chatting with me live on Stereo App. You can follow him on everything at It's Mr. Malone. Remember to also go to automaticpenwriter.com. Check out that awesomeness. Also, do me a quick favor and download Stereo and follow Thomas Anonymous. That way, you're going to know when we're broadcasting live and you can join in the fun. You could be one of those bubbles we pop. If you want to send me some hate mail, maybe a dick pic, I don't know, whatever, follow me on Instagram at the Tommy Natoli. And you can follow the show at Thomas Anonymous Pod. Okay, bye.